Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Scale Modeling Podcast. Here we'll be discussing just about anything and everything as it relates to scale models. So buckle up for what we believe will be an exciting journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a regular part of your modeling bench sessions. Before we start, I would like to take a moment and thank the sponsors of the Model Geeks Podcast. Sprue Brothers, it's our one-stop shop for all our scale modeling needs. Sprue Brothers has the largest inventory of model kits, accessories, tools, and supplies. So visit Sprue Brothers at SprueBrothers.com for all your scale modeling needs. Detail and Scale go-to reference sources for military aviation enthusiasts and scale modelers since 1978. All the detailed scale books are available in both print and digital format. Check them out at detailandscale.com. And lastly, Furball Aero Design. Providing modelers with the most accurate and extensively researched scale model aircraft decals available. Each decal set is printed by Cartograph Italy, the industry's leading decal printer. If you're looking for high quality and well-fitting and conforming decals, then check out Furball Aero Design. You can visit them at furballarrow-design.com. Now, here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. What's crack-a-lacking, model geeks? It's Frill, though. And welcome to episode 23 of the Model Geeks Podcast. I am joined today with my co-host, Whitey and D-Ren. Nemo is off in Texas visiting family, taking some hard-earned time off and reacquainting with his family down in Texas. Visiting hobby shops. Yeah. yeah rubbing it in our yeah. faces. Yep. Kings and uh, Lionheart. Uh, and... We'll hear our, all about it next episode. We'll get oh, the yeah. after-action report from that uh, endeavor. And how many times did you eat at Whataburger? Now, yeah. he did uh, post a photo up on our chat the other day. With He got together with uh, Buddy Gabe down yep. there, so that's that's a geek rule. A geek rule has been... Uh, yep. Yeah, if you're within 100 satisfied. miles of, of, of one of us, you have to, you know, you have to get together for a beer and a, or lunch or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool rule. It is. It's one of our founding rules, too. Well... The ones that thou shall not be broken. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Uh <laughs> And I can't wait to see what he bought. I'm sure he's buying some cool stuff. Well, because... I know he did pick up the Sky Shark, the Clear Prop Sky Shark. Yeah, yeah, he did. Men- they did mention what they were picked up from the and shops. He, yeah, he got that, and uh, that's one I want to get to. That's cool. Uh, There's something cool else, but so well, yeah, he picked up some stuff. I want to, uh, if I can, real quick. I know that we're dropping late, you know. Because of Thanksgiving, and I just want to say, yeah, we apologize I, in advance. I hope that everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, yes, know, it's, uh, it's that time of year. Things the schedule's going to get kind of bumped around a little bit because it's of holidays. Darker, but, like three o'clock. Oh my God! <laughs> Tell me about it. I just feels like a, it was seven o'clock last night, and I was ready for bed. I was going, up, going upstairs, and wife's like, "Where are you going?" So I'm going to bed. It's seven. Feels like yeah. it's eleven, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll be down there, uh, you know, working in the basement. And come up, and you know, I'll go down. It's light out. Come up, it's dark. I'm like, what the hell time is it, man? Yeah. Oh no, four I, o'clock. You know, <laughs> it's funny. I did that up in Maine when, uh, because I used to work. You know, I built models out in the garage, and when it wasn't too cold, you could stay out there. And I was out there one Friday night, Saturday night, 
I just started working, you know, and started building and lost track of time. And I come in the house to go get some coffee. And I look and I was like, wait a minute. Why is the sun coming up? And I didn't realize that I was in the garage all night long working on stuff. Damn. And I was like, damn, I pulled an all-nighter. Yeah, I've done that a couple times, too. I don't know if I could do that anymore. What were you though. working on? Do you remember? Yes, it was my S3 that I have. That Oh, right. Yeah, the folded were, tail. Yeah, the folded yeah, tail. Man. If you ever do that kit, do not yeah. fold the tail. No, that's why I didn't do that. Where's when that I did one? I don't think it's in the garbage. It like ever ass, seen that one because it was about the time that <laughs> I was getting in, you know, resin and the. Uh, I used the Pargon S3 wing folds, and the little nubs that the wings interlock with are uber, uber like fine. And I busted off so many of them that it just looked straight like ass, and had the wings on and. Looking at it and like the wash wasn't all the way off. I remember you talking about those, and that's when I was building mine. I used the same the Paragon set, and I actually uh, I covered them with um, tape to make sure I didn't bump them or rub them, get them get stuff stuck on. You know, because I I remember you going on about how delicate they were. Now, if you do successfully get the thing together without busting any of them, and you come to that stage where you're joining them up, I'm telling you, man, those things just I had to force them together. They so, slide in there so tight. So it supports the weight of that wing? Yes, dude. Remember really? we drove back from Jersey? Yeah. Um, not Jersey Con, Mosquito Con. <laughs> yeah. So I had a, a pieces of foam under the wings for, oh, yeah. for while yeah. it's traveling in the box, you know? Because, you, you know, you're going to be hitting bumps on the road and vibrating. And, uh, you know, so I had, you know, actually makeup wedges that the wife has. And, you know, I had yep. a couple of those jammed under there to, to keep the wings uh, supported. And... um when we packed up the split out of there, I forgot to put them back in. About halfway back, I'm shooting the shit. We almost frill. got like killed. Like we, we no shit. We almost got killed. Yeah, some dummy, Actual, some some broad came hauling ass up beside us, like trying to get in front of us. And it's on an on ramp too. Uh, we were on the yeah. on ramp to get on the interstate, and this broad just wham didn't even pay attention. And Whitey had to like evasive driving. I remember when my we stopped. My advanced driving skills when really we, saved us. When we stopped there at the uh, turnpike. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was still service pissed. station. Y'all, y'all were telling us about that. So, but um, I, about like I said, about halfway back, I realized I forgot to put those sponges on. And I look at Phil and go, "Oh man, by the time we get home, my wings are gonna be just they're gone. They're gonna be that thing. That thing's done. That one show, one show and done. You know." Uh, but yeah, surprisingly enough, yeah. man. You, you know, I know that you love to fold wings, and uh, I, I don't. I and I think part, you remember the old. You're building the uh, the Corsair right now. Yeah, man. But. You remember the old Baba Black Sheep uh, boxing of the yep. Corsair had the fold in? Yeah, man. Sure did. And, uh, of course, it's a Marine bird, right? So they, they always kept their Pretty much, Pacific, yeah. kept them straight. But I remember that kit and the wings being so flimsy and that little connection point. And I was trying to, d- and I think I ended up throwing the trash. And that's why I'd say I was never going to deal with wing fold stuff. You know. And I just don't. And I don't. I think that may be why I, I don't just know. I, stray I, I away like from if it. it's a Navy bird. Exactly. I think it looks cool. Yeah. With, yeah. With fold the, the wings. Folded. Like, there's some things like, I want to leave the wings out on. Uh, you know, like on a Hawkeye. I got the 1144 scale Hawkeye Ravel, and I'm kicking around getting the wing fold for it, but I kind of like the way the Hawkeye looks with his wings out. Yeah, man. And so I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe I'll do that. And then, you know, like the what? the Wildcat. I like the way the Wildcat looks. Or excuse me, not the Wildcat, but the Hellcat. And when it folds its wings, you know, they go Same along thing. the side. Yep. And you, you hide a lot. And yeah, it saves you shelf space, but you take away from that. That look, yeah, so, man. So I'm this pretty is pretty much the same way. This is going to probably spur some 
some tempers out there or get some people irritated. But yeah, it's my opinion. So please, just what you do, you. One of the things that really jacks me, and I guess it's being in the Navy, is is when I see one that's got one wing folded and one wing straight. Yeah. And, or in your instance with the Wildcat, one out, one folded well, back. Well, I've seen that because guys will put well, it on a shelf. During maintenance, you will see that during on occasion. But not with air crew um, sitting in the cockpit. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, no, no. That, oh, you have an issue going on. Yeah, and it's yeah. just one of those deals. I, I don't know. It just throws the symmetry off for me for some reason. It just doesn't yeah. look right. Well, it's like but, open hatches and stuff. You know, I'd, sometimes I think it takes away from the lines of the airplane. Like those kits that give you a nice-looking radar. Right. You know, yeah. and – yeah, the radar looks cool, but yeah, I don't want to take away the lines of the airplane by having the radome open. And because the only time the radome well, was open was when maintenance was being done on the radar. Well, so yeah, and, but to what Whitey was just saying, when you're doing maintenance, I've seen some really good dials where they've like an NADEP and they've got the skin opened up yeah. and they got different things going on or in the hangar bay, uh, you know, or something along those lines. I think that looks cool. Yeah, in there, the right but, setting. Yeah, right. Looks cool. you know, looks good, but. Here's a quick sea story. I used to work when I was on the ship, I was in the AIMD. And I was an aviation electrician, but I was in a shop with aviation electronics technicians, the ATs, working on automatic test equipment. One of the pieces of gear that they worked on in that shop was the radar out of the A6 intruder, the whole pedestal antenna. And it was when the A6, we were going through a shipyard availability, and we were getting rid of all of our A6 capability. And we had this radar that we used for troubleshooting. It was in the shop, and my buddy and I, we were cleaning up the shop. And I guess on a previous deployment, there was a guy who was into that bamboo sword fighting stuff. <laughs> and we found two of these bamboo swords. And so, of course, what do airmen do? You know, we grab these things and we're like sword fighting in the shop. And my buddy comes to swing at me. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. And I took it and I blocked it. And when I hit his sword, it went down and the horn off the antenna was sticking out and I broke that son of a bitch right off. <laughs> Whack. Boom. And it went spinning on the floor and I was like, oh shit, I just broke a radar. You know, I was like, oh man, we were sweating it. And so we put the swords away and we pretend like nothing happened. And then like the next day they came out and they said, hey, go take that radar and go put it in that triwall on the pier. And we basically put the spider oh, on man. it, which is the little thing that allows you to maneuver it. We took it and we basically dumped that sucker in the trash. Yeah. And so I was like, I dodged the bullet. Ray sixes. I was just like, man, I tell you, man. That's radar, radar systems. Uh, as a flight deck troubleshooter uh, for Hornets, there was nothing worse than getting sent down three decks to the AT shop to grab a transmitter. Having to, those things are freaking heavy, man. Grab that thing and carried up all those ladders to the flight deck. And well, you got elevators man. on an aircraft carrier. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> And another, <laughs> let's light off that bomb elevator so we can get a radar transmitter up. That's and another <laughs> C story, since we're on subject of C stories. Back in the day, I was a night check supervisor and I did not drink coffee at the time. And the LPO of the shop would come in the morning and he would start bitching because the coffee would sit in a pot all night and it would burn or whatever and he couldn't have his coffee in the morning. Well, I didn't know the coffee was being made. I mean, I could smell it through the night, you know, like, oh, someone's got coffee, but I didn't think anything of it. And we had another first class who at the end of the shift would make a full pot of coffee, maybe have a cup, maybe he wouldn't and would just sit there. And so, I got my ass reamed the next morning. He's like, "You will have this coffee pot cleaned and all this <laughs> stuff." And this is on the John F Kennedy. And I was like, "Roger that." So, Right before shift change, I went, and for those that don't know, the Kennedy was a 
was a bag of ass its last two deployments. I mean, that thing. We were on that together. Yeah, that thing should not have been underway at all. So what does Frildo do? Frildo goes up, and there was his head on the ship that was the most disgusting. It was it was worse than a than That's a, a bathroom potty. for the uh, yeah. civilians out yeah, there. Yeah, it's a bathroom. Well, it was worse than a porta potty. And I go in there, and there was a toilet brush that had toilet paper on the bristles. And that was what I used to clean those coffee pots. And I scrubbed the shit out of those things. Don't ask Frildo to clean your coffee pot, folks. You know? And uh, he's like, oh, man, coffee pot looks good, man. Coffee's great. And I was like, moral of the story is you can ask me to do something, but don't tell me to do something like that. And you won't have to worry about your coffee pots being clean with a nasty-ass toilet brush. Clean is clean. Smells like pine salt. Got that right, shipmate. Smells like pine salt. All right. All right. All right. That's enough sea stories. Uh, There you go, Jeff. You got you a couple sea stories in there. Wing folds, though, back to, you know, you mentioned Hawkeyes. A lot of time you'll see Hawkeyes in the hangar bay. Back at the beach, not so much. Yeah, droop down. Yeah, with them droop. That that's common because you know you're getting all that maintenance done on them. I'm gonna say yeah. three do maintenance uh, it, and stuff, right? Yeah, you yeah. drop. You, you know, to do one like that, take one of the kits and do that. People, are like, oh, what happened here, man? Yeah, yep. you know, yeah. Mad- yeah, Madam Ding Ding, get you drooped is practically how, drooped. That's how you always see them back at the beach, man. You would always see that with a foam pad or something on yeah. the tip. They'd be like a yeah. like on the ship on the yeah. hangar deck. They would have the wings when they were like that. There'd be like a foam pad at the wingtip. That the part that was touching the deck would be on. <clears throat> I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, hey, real quick around the room. What's, uh, you want to do a quick, uh, what's on, on the bench, Frodo? Cause I see that you are making some progress on yeah, your UTI, yeah. I mean. Well, the, uh, MIG 15 UTI is hitting the final stretch. And hopefully I'll be slapping some decals on that sucker tonight. Paint looks good, man. Well, thanks. It does. That was with, uh, Darren's Sotar 2020 because my Sotar Back up and t- running. Yeah, and you know, I want to give the a- last episode we were talking about it was down. Wasn't well, it? his was down. Yeah, mine was yeah. down. And I want to give a quick, you know, a shout out to USA Airbrush Supply. They were the ones who, after you know, with you and Scott, I went through and troubleshot it down to that nozzle being bad. So I got on and I ordered some replacement parts. Well, as my luck would have it, I go check my email. And what is in there is a 30% off coupon for Black Friday from USA Airbrush Supply. So if you guys need any airbrush parts, yep. there's a 30% off sale right now at USA Airbrush Supply. And I was like, oh, crap. And so I sent an email on Facebook. I was like, hey, you know, I ordered some parts, but I just saw your email. Can I get the 30% off? And the next day I got an email. They said, you know, hey, we'll, you know, we'll ask corporate. They went and they asked them. They came back and they said, well, because you put the order in 15 minutes before midnight, they'll go ahead and they'll half it with you. So they didn't give me the full, but they gave me the half, Yep. which I thought was real deal. Yeah, it was uber cool of them. And went ahead and I had my parts in like three days. Outstanding customer service with those guys. And I really appreciate FCF, it. FCF, checks 4.0. Checks 4.0. So I All went right. through and on the MiG-15, I finished up the camouflage and I'll post some pics of that all of our social media stuff and went and faded it, shaded it, put a wash. And normally I used to use the Gumbrocker oils for doing a wash. What is that? The oil paints you get. Oh, like okay. Hobby Lobby. Yeah, get man. Them. Yeah. And so I had the, uh, that's good paint though. 
And so I grabbed one of them. I think it was like a Starship Filth or some other dark color. And I thinned it with um, Grumbrocker Odorless Mineral Spirits. And that was the wash that I put on the MiG-15 because I did it with the underside is MRP. Mm-hmm. And then I used Gunsy and Tamiya for the tan and the brown. I and really like that color combination, too. It looks really sharp. Well, thanks. And so I put that wash on, and the wash just makes it pop really good. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did that. And I kind of, I'm leaning like, I kind of like that more than that Tamiya panel liner. Because I find that the Tamiya panel liner can be hard to get off sometimes. It can. Yeah. And Out with the lighter fluid. Yep. So I kind of like that. So that was the wash that I did on it. And now I'm just finishing up all the fiddly bits. Yeah, your oil washes, your, I like it because you can make it as thin as you want or as thick as you want. And, and that's, yeah. And then uh, it a little odorless turpenoid, and it really does. It cleans up really easily. Yeah, um, and I was really happy with it. You so. can mix whatever color you want, you know. Yeah, um, you just got to make sure you don't let it dry too long, right? I mean, is that Well, the they're oils, and oils take forever to dry anyway. I, I've let, them, let it sit overnight and still hit really? it with just yeah. a little odorless turbinoid it no, takes it right I, out. I just I took know, a, I found if I let it sit... The Tamiya stuff will. Yeah, no, the Tamiya stuff I don't have a problem with, because you're going to use the Testa enamel uh, thinner to take that off, yeah. and I don't have an issue with it. But I found, like, with oils, if I don't get to them, you know, within a couple hours... Yeah, like I, I would never let my oil, an oil wash sit overnight d- myself. Depending I mean, on me. depending on the paint, you might get some staining. Yeah, uh, and yeah. what I mean, just Tammy a flat white, slightly. There's one yeah, for you, <laughs> but just some some slight. But that's cool though, especially if you're doing like the belly of the airplane, because we yeah, know sometimes that it can add that to it. Orangish uh, mm-hmm. yeah. tint is what oil. It's almost know, like a filter. Motor at that oil, point. Did, you know. Yeah, you know, man, you're almost so. using it as a filter at that yeah. point instead of a wash, yeah. which. Because like I like the oils because I just took a kitchen paper towel some, some bounty mm-hmm. and it came right off and I really liked the way it came out so and what I'll do is I'll uh, so I still want to do some chipping on it with the Prismacolor pencils I'm doing an Iraqi Mig 15 so there's only like six decals on the whole thing you got the Modex on the nose top and bottom wing yeah round little triangles and then the Iraqi flag on the tail. And so I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to do a video of doing, because I use Gunsy paint, how Scott has mentioned, you know, with the Q-tip buffing it with the yeah. polish. And I'm going to show that to show that you don't have to, you know, gloss the whole thing if you don't want to and just do the spots where those decals go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for yeah. And I'll do a video of the Prismacolor pencil of like, I'll do an example of why you don't do it on a gloss surface yeah. and why you should do it on a flat surface. Well, thanks for doing the videos. It. People have been asking about videos and I know you, you're, you're set up for, I don't have the equipment to do it at, at my joint, man, but yeah, definitely need some uh, video content for the, for the gang out there. Well, if you ever want to uh, shoot something, uh, I'm set up on two desks and more than welcome to come over and. Yeah, you got a good rig going, man. And uh, almost and like a professional studio. So. And uh, so that's in the MiG-15. So hopefully it, it, it should be done this weekend. God willing and the creek don't rise. God willing. God willing. And then I'm on to, uh, I've been kind of tinkering with my Musaru cup. And I was teetering on the edge of, because TJ from the Triple P was telling me about a photo wedge set for it that you can get. Because him and I are doing the same one. But then I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to spend money, you know, the photo etch on the so and i'm getting a look so i guess i gotta buy some photo <laughs> etch for it <laughs> we, we can we can write it up as a business expense you, you want to win man it, it, right? it's right yeah. come on i want to win i want to win 
we can write that one off as a business expense. I think we have some in the petty cash jar that we can. Uh, so I'll get on. Uh, all right, then. So I'll get on eBay tonight. I got to order up some tracks for my uh, my Sherman build anyway. So I'll go I ahead and order those. Too, man. I got to get. I gotta think and, ahead uh, to that. And that's about it for me. What about you, Whitey? Uh, in work on the Harrier, man. It's uh, re- about, about ready for paint. Um, I know I posted a photo to you guys on our yep. chat this morning over the canopy. Um, those Haskell canopies, they're great, nice and thin. Um, the framework is, you know, perfect. But Hasegawa, the attachment point is on the on the main canopy right there uh, at the front, which is it's bigger than the framing. And how'd so, you, how'd you cut that off? I used a razor saw to remove there it you go. from the thing, and then you know I still had that little nub that I had to file down. But the bottom line is, it still intrudes onto the you know main canopy to the clear section yeah. of the canopy. So it's like, man, I'm hoping. So are you going to polish the canopy? I'm, well, I already did because okay. I got rid of the seam and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's on the inside. So I'm thinking I might be able to take a buffing wheel from my, you know, Proxen. Ooh, there you go. And uh, maybe so that's what that I was going to say bit. is this, buff that out. Uh, I always do the inside and outside anyhow whenever I do the canopy. Yeah. I go through the same process on the inside after I remove a seam. on. I, I do both. See, I never bothered with the I'll inside. I'll mask both sides but, of the canopy sometimes too. But then maybe after that, dip it and see if that future Well, that's what I'm thinking is the future might it. take care of it, yeah. It'll fill in that little chip and it might. Well, I was looking at I your mean, picture. You can always strip it off if it doesn't, so. And that chip is kind of into the actual, no kidding, canopy, right? It's up yeah, past man, the that's, frame. That's why, yeah, that's what was irritating me about it is that it is past yeah. the framework. And Scott was like, well, you just, just paint past the framework. And I'm like, it, the framework itself is. And you know the engraving on you know yeah, it's pretty crisp too. Yeah, so it, it'd be too noticeable. I really think that because it doesn't protrude too far past that frame. No, nah, just enough. Yeah, it's just enough, yeah, it's just enough that, that you polish that and get a little future. It's going to fill. You know, that there's crack. also a, all right. There's also a mirror center line that gets there put is. up there, so like that might help hide it a bit too. You know what I did? My uh, Super Hornet, the Growler that I built for a buddy of mine. So, or no, it was the it was the F that I built for him, the Jolly Roger markings. I got something on the front windscreen on the side, and I couldn't get rid of it. So I went on the internet, and I ch- found some pictures of charts, and oh, I shrunk them yeah. down, yeah. and I cut them out, and I folded it up and stuck it in the... Because, yeah. you know, pilots, that's where they stick that, that That'd be stuff. called cheating. So. <laughs> hey, you do what you got to do. I know, man. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. No. <laughs> so I got... The, yeah. I'm at, so I'm at pretty much the painting stage with the thing. It's assembly's done. Um, I was screwing around with ordnance uh, yesterday as well. You know, I I knew from the start I was going to do the um, six cluster bombs because you see a lot of yep. photos from yeah. the, from the war with them carrying that, and I think that just looks like a cool loadout. So I get six of those that I I have the Hasegawa weapon set, but I also have a Hobby Boss A10. So I dug the weapons out of that. Oh. I'm going to use those ones. What? Careful. The cluster bombs that are in the Hobby Boss A10 kit may not be period correct for Desert Storm. Oh, shit. You're going to get Dave Roof on my, so, on my ass. I just know because I was going to do it with my A4M that I did. Same thing. I well, have I the, mean, so when you're talking those things, it's it's the difference there is the tip, right? Yes. Because like the All newer right. ones are like the 
like the Air Force ones that are on the F-16 and the A-10s, the front of it is different. It's like fatter. And yeah. it's not as pointy as the well, ones I've that got, would be for I think the Storm. ones I have are just kind of that little round cap or whatever the heck on the front. I've got I've got the Hoskow weapon set, too. So if you need some extra ones, let they're me know. They're the same. As far as their appearance, they, yeah. they're the same. But the, in fact, I think the Hobby Boss guys probably, I don't want to say copied. No. But, you know. Never. <clears throat> it's a Chinese company, so you never know. Um, <laughs> but, but the the Hasegawa ones are uh, from the period. The details are raised on the Hasegawa and on the Hobby Boss ones. It's yep. uh, recess, you know, recess. So you get a, you know, weathering wise, it'd be they look a little sharper. So that's all. That's why I grabbed those ones. That and they had holes already drilled that match up pretty close to where the holes for the uh, pylons mm-hmm. are on the Harrier kit. So. I was in the same boat, like I said, the cluster bombs, because the ones from the Hasegawa weapon set, by the time you sand the seam, you've obliterated yeah. all the, and then you got to go, and you're trying to rescribe a round circle, you know, a yeah, line yeah. around a Not small. Fun. So I bought the Edward cluster bombs, and- Yeah, they make some good stuff. They do. So then man. I hit up Dave Roof, and I was like, hey, man, I got a cluster bomb question for you. So I told him what I was wanting to do, and, and I said, would these cluster bombs be period correct? Because I say, because, you know, the Hasegawa ones, they have that cover on the front. And I asked him, I was like, hey, when, when would those covers come off? And he said that when they would get them, they would take the covers off and they would pin the. Yeah, the little red cover on the get, nose. So as soon as they got them, they, they took the covers off. Yeah. So that's why on my A4M, all the Edward ones, you can do. That's my, that's my answer. All you depends. can do the. That's your favorite answer to everything, yeah. man. You can do the, the, the blades or you can have the cover. And right. I just went with the blades. I'm looking at my reference photos here. What's that look like here? Ah, uh, shitty picture. Yep. I'd go with the Edward ones for that. Those are exactly what I got on my uh, A4M. Not, what What are you pointing at? What's the difference, man? In that picture, that's with the cover off. Yeah, I, I could Okay, I could make that. Is man. it just a little fuse fin, right, on the front? Yeah, go, when we're done, go look at my A4M. Look at the cluster bombs I put on it. I don't, I don't have a good photo. Yeah, but those are the ones you want to use. Yeah, see, that. The covers are off the nose, and the Hasegawa right. ones have the cover. Like some of them had a little nipple on the end, and that's and what the ones like, I have look. That I mean, the Hasegawa ones and the Hobby Boss ones both, both look like they have the like, like you said, a nipple on the <laughs> on the end. Man, um, I may have two left over too. So, but underneath that is is a is a what a, like the little um I don't want to call it propeller or whatever the frig, but I, like, I just you know the. Uh, Jerry when, Whiteside and Dave Roof are yeah. just going to have a field day with oh, my, I know. With the, my ordinance uh, nomenclature here. Take us out behind the woodshed. <laughs> um, the fin, I guess, the arming fin. Though. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, look at the, Check out this one. This is a better picture. Yep. Oh, shit. It's still kind of blurry. Yeah, but I, yeah, it does what the Edward ones look like. They All give right, you man. that or you can get the cover. Okay, man. I'm going to modify the ones I have. All right, then. It's called modeling for a reason. That's right. All right. Yep, that's what I got going on, man. And... um yeah, that and an F, the, the Corsair is still in work. In work. Yeah. D ran. Tell us about it. Uh, God, man. So, you know, I started the uh, F 86. It's looking good, by the way. Thank you. And it's fun, but I had to shelve it. Why? Well, because I got the damn uh, the group build going on for. Uh, yeah, we got a couple of those. What group huh? build? Like so I started. I start, Sherman. So yeah, I started working on my Sherman for the Plastic Posse podcast. Uh, Sherman group build. Uh, of course, 
putting metal tracks together, which I've never done before. And you know, that's a, that's an exercise in patience for you sure. You like it? No. I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's good therapy. Not, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's time consuming. <laughs> you but know, you mentioned metal tracks, but uh, our buddy Jeff Hearn for scale colors, he has some background in CAD and got a 3d printer and is pumping out resin 3d printed tank tracks yeah workable tank tracks huh i believe they are yes right now he's doing tiger tanks i think when i was talking to him he said he's doing tigers right Mm. now and then he's gonna eventually expand into others yeah uh well i got was it for how you pronounce it fury model yeah frill model fruit frill 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 yes frill yeah god i wish scott was here I'm but sure anyway, corrected. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I've got those metal tracks. I've never done uh, a tank before, so uh, it's it's interesting and it's actually kind of fun. You know, jumping in there doing things different. And and speaking of tanks, I also got uh, to me a sent uh, the uh, Hellcat How uh, tank, is it? which um, I started putting together and doing a video build series on my YouTube channel. Uh, I put some pictures on the uh, Facebook page of. Some of the dry fitting going on with it, and uh, so far so good. It's really a a, a cool kit. I, I like that. You know, something I didn't know about the Hellcat being a tank destroyer. It's not armored like a a regular tank, and it doesn't have a top. On I was going to say the, the top turret. is open, right? Yeah. So the top's open, and you can see down inside. Uh, you know the the gunner's compartment. So you see the gun action. You see, you know. So was that All a that World stuff. War II tank or yes. a Korean War yeah. tank? No, it's it's, it's uh, World War II. Huh. Uh, and they rolled into, well, they I guess they were kind of all over the place early on, but it, or later on in the war, but they rolled into Germany after Hitler had killed himself and hmm. uh, finished up the war. But, yeah. But it was a, it was a, uh, was it the Panzer? You know, Panzer killer? It was a, I think it's like the fastest tank of the war at over 50 miles an hour. It's a pretty cool tank. Yeah, it is hauling for a. Yeah, sixty-two so, tank. So uh, a lot of detail, interior detail. It's a, it's 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 cool. So matter of fact, I've got some filming to do today when we're done recording here, and uh, have to get that that first episode up on uh, the YouTube channel. I watched Andy's build on his on yeah. Andy's face on his uh, YouTube channel. It was a pretty cool kit. Yeah, it, and he it built is. it straight out of the box. Kit did kit decals everything. Yeah, and looks looks pretty good. I am a a, a little concerned about the tracks. Uh, you know what little I do know. I know just enough to be dangerous, but I do know that it's easier to paint the tracks like these workable track links off, and yeah. then assemble them on. Uh, these have to be painted on the on on the kit, so that's going to be a little bit tricky, I think. But hell, it's called modeling, right? <laughs> Did you say you go, so we'll figure it out? That's where uh, the skills come in. Yeah, so with a Z skills, uh, but good stuff. That's that's what I'm doing. Um, and of course, you know, I got all sorts of other stuff on the shelf up there. I just kind of tinker with, but nice. Well, I can't wait to see them done. You get back on that F eighty six. Yeah, looking yeah, good. Uh, like I said, it's still sitting on the bench. I work on it a little bit at a time, but got to get the tank done. That's work. Yes. Yeah. That's what pays the bills. As soon as I'm done with the Harrier, that's what I'm going to be jumping into is getting the Sherman done up. I started into it. I did the wheels, so yeah. I'm hey. there. Um, real quick, uh, before we move on though, we mentioned the group builds and, uh, yes, the A4 group build that we're doing, uh, we're up over a hundred people in the group, uh, yeah, wow. which is good. So it's that's be a lot growing. Of scooters. Uh, the, uh, 
Scott Gentry and TJ and all those guys over at the Triple P have jumped in uh, and they're building over there with us. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming in. And they actually plugged the group build on their show, which I really appreciate. Uh, and that said, you know, they've got their Sherman bill going on, which is a pretty exclusive bill because they're only doing yeah, a certain amount so of tanks. Right. But if I remember correctly, their last episode, they said they're letting other people join as long as they follow the rules so they can watch the bills as they're going. Uh, so check that out uh, if y'all are into the armor building. Go over and see what these guys are doing because they're doing some beautiful work, man. TJ's, that that Sherman he just finished up is just. Yeah, yeah it looked good. It was in a magazine <laughs> too, wasn't it? Uh, was the Sherman? Was a, I don't yeah, know if it was the Sherman. I know he just had something that was put out there, but good God almighty, man. Yeah. It's stellar work. All right. So that's what we've been working on. So now, you know, when you work on something, you got to have stuff coming in to take its place. So what'd you buy? Anything new? I haven't picked up anything new this uh, since the last go around, man. Um, holidays are coming, so I'm kind of, I don't know, throttled back on it for now. But I got a couple of, uh, let's see, thinking like tools and things like that that I. You just oh, you got know what those, I got? Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's what I, I did. Aftermarket items. Uh, that drag shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. That yeah, picture. <clears throat> So I come across uh, on Facebook, and I don't know the guy's name because it's in uh, Chinese, <laughs> and I don't read Chinese. Bob. Uh, but it's the guy out of Taiwan making these. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick on the Facebook page here. Okay, so the uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know the guy's name, but he's got a Facebook page called Three D Dash Shoots Expert, and um, he's out of Taiwan. And you would think with all this uh, shipping. Uh, you know, debacles going on and things like that, that it would take forever to get here. But I actually, it is like two weeks uh, from Taiwan to my, to my door. And uh, what I, and he makes one, makes them for the F-16, for the F-4. I think he's got one in work for the uh, new SR-71 kit that's coming along. Um, and he can do them in various scales, 48, cool. 72, 144 scale. And, it, it grabbed my attention because I, I've always wanted to do a, um, a Thunderbird F4. I've, I've got seen some photos of them taxiing back back in the day with these red, white, and they blue did. drag shoots. They did. And, I remember uh, that. So that's what I want to do. Is uh, So I ordered up one. And he also gives you the option of um, buying some tungsten rod to go with it so you can obviously display it coming out the back of the airplane. And I think I'll probably – some of his photos on the page, you see a little uh, – Little helper stand holding up the thing, but yeah, I but think with that if, tungsten rod, you shouldn't need it. Well, no, you need some nose weight though. I, I, yeah, <laughs> nose weight, but then also, you know, I'm thinking uh, I'm going to run a brass rod down the middle of the fuselage, right? Yeah, from from the back opening, because I don't want to. God knows, I don't want some stupid plastic rod back there. Put a magnet rod in the nose wheel, holding something up, you know. Um, but it looks really cool. Now, it was really time-consuming, and you have to be careful removing it from the 3D-printed, I guess, sprue, you would call it, or whatever. The risers, I believe, is the technical, or not technical, but the term I see thrown around out there um, for these resin 3D-printed uh, items. Trees. Um, so it was obviously a lot of support on the inside yeah. of that thing. And he actually shot me a message on Facebook, you know, giving me, hey, you know, don't try to just twist it off of the base. That's not going to work for you. You know, so the uh, cuticle scissors and the old, um, you know, Tamiya nips yeah. uh, went to where, and it, you know, it didn't take, 
very long, but I mean, it was definitely something you had to be careful removing. So, uh, that was the one aftermarket item I've, I've picked up recently. Cool, man. Check them out. 3D shoots expert. Yeah, they they look good. It's all the pictures that really look sharp. The only thing I picked up, which I'm still waiting on to get here, is uh, Caracal. He, uh, his Hup 1 slash 2 decals oh yeah or sheet too man and so i ordered that up and i ordered up another one he had two sheets that i ordered and i can't remember what the other sheet is i think he had two sheets of those i might have ordered both of them yeah and i think i did i ordered both of those sheets because he does some nice stuff and some cool subjects and uh he's got a south weymouth bird on there that i wouldn't mind doing all right it just uh you know i'm rolling through old boy's facebook page and scrolling down and He's also not just the shoots, but he's doing uh, what are those frill? The drogue shoots for air, air, in-flight refueling. Yeah, man. Oh, really? Wouldn't that look kind of cool, huh? Do yourself an A6 or uh, an F18 yeah, with in a buddy flight. pod. Yeah, you know, gotta yep. get the correct buddy pod though. Right, right. You could have it just, or or you could just have it out. That's the basket part, so you could yeah. just have it. Uh, or hang, take hang. a KC135, and on the boom, you know how they had they yeah. flew a couple. They that had the drogue and shoot uh, system see, for yeah, an see, This dude, yeah. he's doing some cool stuff. Look at, look, look at um, he's got some flight deck tie downs as well, three D printed. I'm gonna have yeah. to check it out. Check out that guy's site, man. He's got some cool stuff going on. What about you, D Ran? The only thing I picked up was uh, I picked up a set of uh, Browning machine gun barrels, brass barrels for for my Sherman at the gun store or something. No, no, for the Sherman that doesn't have a gun. Mas- master models. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it. I got the the uh, the bow gun, and uh, it came with two two mm. barrels. I already had the the uh, photo etched Browning fifty cal for the turret. But I didn't have one for the bow gun. Now, the Sherman you're doing, does it have a bow gun on yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. The Jackson doesn't. No. Okay. I'm sorry. That's no, it's, it's the Tamiya Sherman that I've got. I'm, I had oh, it out. Right. Was, the other Sherman. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. pulled that out the other day. Yep, and I'm bagging what you're raking. You know, I noticed that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have Smelling one. Smelling so, what you're stepping in. So I picked one up and threw it. But, Picking but, up what you're putting down. But that's all uh, That's all I got, really. Getting ready for, like I said, the holidays and stuff. So kind of. Switching yeah. gears on the old procurement process. <laughs> yeah. Starting to think about family instead of myself. Yeah, I've kind of cut back a little bit, too, just because I'm running out of room to put kits on a shelf. So I got to build some stuff. But first world problems. So I know. Real, though. There's just so many cool oh my models God. coming out, man. <laughs> you can't help it because there's just so many cool kits coming well, out. Well, I'll tell you, you're, you're right. And I'm starting to find myself selling stuff. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about. F4s, for instance. Now, there are still some Hasegawa uh, variants out there, you know, variants of the F4 that you're going to get with Hasegawa. But I think that, you know, Tamiya's got in Zuki, they're going to have uh, well, the I mean, corner in the market on those. So some the of the Academy older. The Academy one's not a bad No, the Academy kit's a good kit. I mean, this guy's not No, it's quirks. not. But, like, but if I'm going to build a B, I'm going to get a Tamiya one now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, uh, uh, and I just hope they would go with, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking more. The uh, later ones, I'd love. I'd love to see a G from them. I would Ooh, too. That'd be cool. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Zuki Moore is probably going to do one. And, I, I, I and I'll think, get one. I don't or think Big RF. T is going to go all the way to the end of the line. I, I just really think that. Or, the, I mean, the sky's I, an limit. RF would be like you said. Those Japanese RFs, man. Israeli cool. too. Yeah. Well, I think I said this in the last uh, in the last episode that 
you know, if they play their cars right, it's going to be like the Tamiya F16 and 48 scale. You can mix and match between this kit and that kit to build different well, variants, and it's going to be crazy. Their Tomcat's kind of like that, yep, too. Yeah, the Tomcat's going to be the same way. And, well, you know, because you can do with the A and the D and the A or the A plus and the D, you can do a a a B if you don't if you're not a real stickler about the instrument panels. Yeah. But Phase Hanger has replacements for that, you know, so well, you I'll can tell pretty you, much do a B. That's that's what so I had like two uh or three high scale F four F fourteens. Gone, getting rid of them, so uh, why yeah. why why if would I even can, attempt to I'm build in the same one. position because I'm like, man, you can't sell those things now. You no, can sell them. You You're just not going to get no, 70 like, what, yard dollars bucks? for them. <laughs> but, I mean, there's, $5? There, there's, uh, there's charities and stuff to donate that stuff to as well. I just I just can't see myself. I'm not going to keep stuff that I'm not going to build. And why would I waste? Hey, life's yeah. too short to build shitty kits, right? So, yeah. 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 With, with the stuff that's coming out, I'm just I'm just not going to uh, so. I'm looking at a VF1 F14A here from the first cruise. 74 cool. and i'm going to take the late model the late kit wings how they're spread mm-hmm. with the launch configuration uh, and my plan is to swap all the wings with the first kit and then the late kit and do me a early wait for it vf1 bird you're going to do wait an airplane you're going to do an airplane with the wing spread yeah <laughs> wait on, for the, it. on the cats though <laughs> on, the cat. on tomcat though yeah, i know wait for it no you're not <laughs> no you're not no you won't Bat. <laughs> no, you won't. So, anyway, well, that's good. So, I don't think there's since we recorded last time anything new's been announced hitting the streets. No, nah, I haven't seen anything huge. Um, did, 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 the, did the ICM OV10 get put out yet? What about them? Uh, some people have test shots of it. Yeah, yeah, some people do. So it's it's close. It's close. And I know that uh, the Stug Three that Andy is coming out with. That's due out here as soon as they can get his container unloaded. What do you got? That one company, Dora Wings. Oh, there Again, you go. They, they have that, oh, that odd Codron, Codron Renal Sierra 714. I was joking with Justin that that'd be like something that he'd love. And of course, he was like, yeah, man, I'm getting one of those. <laughs> he likes that odd stuff, man. The Italian stuff, French stuff, man. No thanks. And they also got the around P47C. Yes, that's what I'm and, waiting uh, for. That that's coming along, and then they have the um, this one with the ferry tank option, which kind of looks weird to me, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that little it reminds me of the radome on a guppy, like a guppy yeah, sky that, radar. That's what I initially thought it was when I yeah. scrolled past the photo. I was like, but no, he has oh, the what, they make tank. a radar variant or something, you know. But then someone was like, no, it's a ferry tank. Yeah, oh, okay. You know, story. I uh. Well, in the previous company I worked worked for, I worked on the uh, interrogators for the uh, P8 Poseidon, and they're manufactured up there in uh, Long Island, New York. And I got to go up there. I had to go up there a couple times and check out the line and everything. And their facility is located right there at Fairchild Airport. And I was like, Fairchild Airport? So I was doing some digging, and come to find out, the... They built Republic, built P-47s there. And they're on the site of where the old factory used to be. And during World War II, that's where a lot of P-47s came from. And that's why the airport got named Republic Airport. So, well, that's pretty Very cool. cool. Complete trivia. 
Hey, Darren, before we go into mail, why don't you tell everybody about our Patreon page? Sure, but first I want to start by saying thanks to all our current supporters. Uh, I want you to know that your support really helps, and I want you to know that you're all awesome and completely rock. Uh, For listeners out there that are interested in supporting the show, you can do it one of two ways. The first is by clicking the heart icon at the top right corner of our webpage. Uh, That will uh, take you over to our PayPal Me page where you can make a one-time type donation. The second is by visiting our Patreon page. Uh, There you'll find several different ways in which you can support. Uh, I want everybody to know that this is not a requirement by no means. We're still going to strive to put out the best possible content that we can. That said, though, your donations do help to offset the production cost, and any amount is greatly appreciated. I also want to take a quick second to remind everyone that there are other Scale Modeling podcasts out there for your listening enjoyment. A list of those podcasts can now be found at one website, uh, www.modelpodcast.com. I'll put that link in the show notes. I'd also like to ask if you could take the time to give us a rating on whatever podcast app it is that you use, uh, preferably a five-star rating because everyone likes five stars. Anyway, uh, this rating really helps out in a couple different ways. It helps by bumping our podcast as well as the others up in the search function. And what that does is help other folks out there that are searching for Scale Model Podcast to find ours as well as the others. You can also help by sharing our podcast with your modeling buddies on social media like Facebook and the Twitter and all the other interweb spaces. So help us out and uh, put that out there. So again, to all the geeks out there, I want to say thanks for downloading and listening and uh, back on over to you. And so now move it on to mail call. I would have to say if this was an actual mailbag, our mailbag would be busting at the seams with a <laughs> that, lot of mail. That last episode got uh, a lot of response. See, I, I told you, you know, every episode after Scott, always oh, like, oh, Scott did the last one? Or? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he did. And always like, mail. Yeah. Out, out the yang, man. Yep. And uh, the first email comes from our buddy Brett, who is now in North Carolina. And Brent is sending us an email. He says that, so after not getting the results that he wanted doing the yellow grab handles on the ejection seats for his F4, he went and bought the Kits World 3D printed stencil decal, or not stencil decals, but uh, decal details for the Martin Baker ejection seats. And he mentions a kind of cool snippet. He's like, it's nice that he that you can buy stuff just for the seats and not the whole cockpit. Because yeah. the cockpit out of the box is great. And just, you know, that extra little bit to get those seats over over the edge is good. So, hey, thanks, Brent. Boss. I did not know that. What what set was that you said you bought? It was the Kits World 48 scale okay. for the F4B. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that, that you could do that. I, when I did mine, I actually uh, bought the Quinta set for mm-hmm. the Zuki, uh, Zukamora uh, Phantom. And just use the kit or, you know, the seat pieces. Right. Because here again, that cockpit was fine. Uh, the seat was lacking just a little bit of detail. But uh, I kind of wish Quintos would do that, too. Oh, you uh, know what? You know, and just the seat stuff uh, yeah. instead of the the whole set. Because, some, like you said, some of those cockpits are, are bang on. 
No problem. You know, it doesn't say for a particular kit. It just says, you know, 3D printed 48 scale F4 Phantom, USAF, USN yeah. seat. Eight, seven seats. So. And the cool thing is, too, it gives you some spare. So you get two extra spare grab handles in case you mess one up. Nice. So that's kind of cool. I'll have to keep an eye out on those. And our next email comes from Eric Duckett from Facebook, and he says that he just found our podcast, and he quickly rose to, and it quickly rose to the top of his playlist. And he says he's mostly into making Gundam models, but he's not opposed to branching out and tell us to keep up the fun times. Fun times. All right. Thanks for listening in. Thanks, yeah, Eric. And then Andrew Armstrong reaches out with a hobby shop shout out. Oh, I saw these guys' pictures, man. This place looks like yeah, a good dude. shop. I remember those days back in the the eighties when you used to have hobby shops. You know, the, the the good old days back in the eighties when there used to be kits on shelves. It's in Bayshore, Long Island, and it's called Bayshore Hobbies. And he says he didn't even know it was there until his brother bought him an Italiary seventy-two scale C one thirty J for his birthday, and he told him, "Oh yeah, I got it from this hobby shop." And went over and checked it out. He says here that uh, the front is a bunch of RC car stuff, but the rest of the aisles are packed with kits of all kinds. And he said he hopes to run into us at a show one day. Yeah, I mean, those pictures are pretty cool. It's a lot. The good old days. And then Rick sends us an email from Pennsylvania. He says, with Veterans Day recently passing, I wanted to send a big thank you for your service to you fellas and all the vets out there. And he says he has, my question is, have any of you guys used a 3D printer or see yourself getting into 3D printing at some point? Ooh, future topic. And yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's going to be a future episode of the Model Geeks podcast. We're going to talk a bit about 3D printing yeah. and where it's going in the hobby. It's, it's not that I plan on getting into personally, but if, if you get a MicroMark uh, catalog in your mail like I do, and yep. I just got one the other day, yeah, and, so did and I. they have a pretty good selection of them in there and some of the prices now you can get some really really good ones for you know under 500 dollars and uh it's just i don't have the computer expertise to want to mess with it i mean that you know you hear people say it's like it's a whole nother hobby in itself which i imagine it, it is to some degree but um me personally i'm not getting into it quote unquote you know but i'll uh you know i, I would love you know Guys I work with, I mean, my company does 3D printing for, for certain items. And if I could get files and just <laughs> give them to those guys and, hey, hey bang this out for me, that'd be great. You know, I have a feeling that we, we'll, we'll probably start to see that where you, and, and there may already be, if it, it did a search on the internet where you can actually go out and buy, you know, files. Yeah. And, yeah. and then print yourself. That's what it's going to, I think that's the way it's going to. Well, you hear people say, point. oh, that's going to replace model kit building in the years to come. I don't know You'll about just that. Dump, well, I don't need yeah, it. Yeah, see, because that's going to be expensive. If your printer messes up, then you got to, what, spend, you know, you got to print it again. And, yeah. I, yeah. I, it, I just you, don't see the, but I don't see the enjoyment factor versus. Right. If you, which. Well, table this. Table, you know, write that down for. Table it. Yeah. That, know, that's table our it. discussion for that yeah. and, episode. Uh, so listen up. Stay, stay tuned, Rick. That's going to be a future episode. And, uh. A while back, another email, and uh, I was looking at it, and wow, this guy flew on a lot of different airplanes. We had uh, Joshua Buck send us an email about wanting to reach out and build a kit of all the airplanes that his grandfather flew on, and he says that uh, he says that his grandfather started out as a waste gunner in a PB4Y1 flying anti-submarine missions over the Atlantic and ended up retiring as a senior chief aviation machinist mate 
on board an air, you know one of the nuclear aircraft aircraft carriers. Well, thank you for your service. And, you know, here's a lot of aircraft that he operated in various roles, and here's a few of them that he's mentioned: the PB four Y one. PBY five, the PBM five Mariner, which my grandfather, he Sounds was like a, a VP guy, man. Yeah, my my grandfather started flying on P five PBM five Martin Mariners, and was a uh, flight engineer on those. UF one Albatross, SNB five, R four Ds, C seventeen, C one seventeens, R six D, C one eighteens, A three D Sky Warrior, P five M twos, and a C one A Trader. Ura, caught yeah, guy so, too. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that his grandfather flew on. It's pretty interesting. And I'm pretty sure it's kits of all those in various, like, I'm pretty sure every one of those in 72 scale. Yeah. So, well, 70, the C1 COD, you got to do a uh, conversion, right? little conversion yeah. action. Vac form by, um, who's that company? Uh, oh, man, they do, used to do these triple conversion packs. Falcon? Yeah, Falcon. That's and, um, yeah, they do a C1 fuselage that you mash with or kit bash with the Hasegawa tracker kit. I did the E1B version a long time back. and It was fun. It was the first vac form thing I ever did. And uh, he goes on just to kind of close out the email with uh, he says that unfortunately um, he died doing what he loved in 1988 flying uh, an Urco 41.5C. He uh, suffered an engine failure and crash landed. Oh man. Sorry so, to hear that. Yeah, sorry to hear that Josh. And uh, have fun, Billy knows for your grandfather. I'm sure he would he would appreciate to see all those. The last email that I want to hit up, which I appreciate everybody for writing into us and everything, but you know, there's one that's kind of with the holidays coming up and you know, all this being in the military, you know, the importance that is put on, you know, mental health and being around, you know, the holidays, especially being tough on people. And this email comes from Lewis Toledo. And he's talking about he's from Lancaster, California. And he's listening to our podcast for a few weeks now. And he's really enjoying it. And he asks, he's like, I wanted to know if you have ever talked about mental health on your show. And has the hobby helped you or even been therapeutic for you? And if you've dealt with mental health issues. And, you know, and he's like, he's why, he's, and why he's asking is he's got a small YouTube channel called LT Models. And he's been in hiatus for almost a year now due to personal issues, COVID, family stuff, etc. And it's talking about how the impact it's made on his mental health. And he said, even though those are very personal reasons, I feel I need my subscribers to know why I haven't posted any videos. And so he's going on about how he's going to go on there and let them know about you know why he hasn't been posting. And he said, before he does that, he wants you guys to know how refreshing and fun it has been since he's found our podcast. Also, he's been able to find other podcasts such as our friends at the Plastic Posse and the Plastic Model Mojo and just making conversation. And he's like, I wish I really found, I wish I would have found you guys earlier, especially during the hard times when I need to have my mind, you know, need to decompress my mind with stress and all the negativity. And he's like, having something to listen to as a common interest has been a real blessing. Well, Lewis, thank you for your email. And, and Darren, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, thanks for, I, I do have a couple of thoughts on this and, you know, going back just something uh, that you said up front being the holidays uh, and uh, of course our service members being gone. That's a great point. Um, I know that we used to always have the training on keeping an eye out for our, you know, our fellow service members uh, around this time of year and, and, you know, being vigilant for things like that. But that also said our veterans out there, there's a lot of mental health issues out there, PTSD, 
um, things of that nature. And modeling is a big part of that rehab. Uh, I know that we've had some discussions with uh, the Triple P guys, uh, with Scott and them over there, about uh, addressing PTSD and mental health. Uh, I think there's going to be more to come uh, on on that subject. Uh, James and Malcolm, those guys over just making conversation, have done several different uh, charity fundraisers for their Models for Heroes, which, you know, addresses modeling yeah, man. is a, uh, a therapy for uh, veterans over in UK. That's something I think that we're going to look at doing here in the near future uh, with some of our fellow podcasters out there. So, uh, Lewis, is it Lewis or Luis? I, I, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, but uh, thank you very much for that email. It, it's an important subject, and I, I appreciate you pointing that out. And yeah, uh, I mean, there's no doubt that the hobby is good for you. Good for the noggin, uh, no matter how you slice it. You know, even um, I know there's been studies too about uh, not just PTSD, but um, wadding off Alzheimer's and things like that. Yeah, dementia keep, too. Keep keeping your brain dementia. active. It's problem um, solving. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, to drag the podcast stuff into it, hey, you know, fantastic. I'm glad you've found them and, uh, you know, I, I love sitting at the bench and listening to a podcast, uh, modeling, uh, particular, you know, I, I, I listen to all the other ones, um, because it is, it's like hanging out at your club and hanging out with your buddies, building models. And, uh, you know, and if, and if we can be part of that, then, then man, that's motivating for each time we get together and sit down in front of the mics, uh, you know, to know that we're, uh, contributing to someone's, I don't know, love of the hobby. Yep. You know, yeah, rekindling it for some people. All right. Well, thanks for the email, and thanks for reaching out to us. And if you would like to reach out to us, our email is contact at modelgeekspodcast.com, and we look forward to hearing from you. All right. And with this being the holidays and everybody off doing holiday stuff, we're going to make this episode a little different, and we're not going to really have a main topic, but what we are going to include is an, an amazing interview we had with Andy from Andy Andy's Hobby Headquarters, and he talks yep. about his new Stug Three, and it was a it was awesome to sit down and talk to Andy about that and kind of you know see you know then hear about what he what went into making a you know have a kit come out. Yeah, for for the listeners out there, this is a one sixteenth scale stug. It's Woo. huge, and Man. it is a beautiful kit. And the last word I got from him, it will actually be available there, um, uh, available here, ho- hopefully in early next month. So keep your eyes out for that. And with that, here is our interview. We hope that uh, you all will enjoy. Okay, Geeks, here we are, day three of the Nats here in Las Vegas. Um, uh, while we're running around the vendor room today, we had the, uh, the opportunity to run into Andy Klein of Andy's Hobby Headquarters. Andy, welcome. Great to be here. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot for sitting down with us. Absolutely. Uh, I it's really been appreciate a it. Crazy couple of days for me. This is honestly my very first, okay, well, First Nationals actually doing all this stuff. I had two hours I appeared at the Phoenix one right. back in 2018. Uh, and that was actually the first time I've ever been to a model show, to be honest is with you. Is that right? Oh, wow. really? It is. Um, I, I've never been one to do 
contests or anything like that. Just never saw it. And because I work six days a week, sure, it's usually the day I'm working. So, well, how's that? You got somebody manning the store while I you're do here? right now. I actually have an employee there is, right now. Is that right? So I had to. Uh, he uh, he was kind of a very good dear friend that I trust very well that he's running it all for me. So uh, that's nice. Nice to have that. Yeah. Uh, Although uh, I'm doing more work now than when I'm actually at the store. So, oh, I bet. Uh, I'm I am dead tired. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's been crazy. Well, that's I'm having thing. a ball though. It's been yeah, it's great. Yeah. I've uh, long days and nonstop. That's no, that's, no. Real quick, do you want to tell us where's your brick and mortar hobby store located? It, we are in Glendale, Arizona. In uh, it's a suburb of Phoenix. It's uh, in the heart of Arizona. Okay, so if we want to find you, Google Andy's Hobby Headquarters, and you're going to find you your location Andy, and your exactly. websites and uh, everything. Google's very good to me because right. doing the YouTube that I have. Yeah. I get high in all their rankings, and yes. Very, nice. Very okay, good. good. Oh, so good. Okay. Not a hard also, place to find. Our website, too, is andyshhq.com. And if you have European followers, our European warehouse that. just opened up, andyshhq.eu. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, let me ask you, awesome. that partnership, if you don't mind, I know we were Absolutely. talking about a couple of other things, but that partnership in general, does that do anything? Does it help the U.S. consumer in any way? Is there, it, does it does allow us to uh, um, dive into some things that they can only get there? Absolutely. That uh, my my partner Harold, um, you guys have probably all met there. He owns Model Balconing. He owns the company Das Werk, and he's a great friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a very awesome. He, he's been in the industry for many many years. Has many contacts, and he can get us stuff. And, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm, I know there's no video on this right now, but I'm staring at a 16-scale Storm Geschutz that I had a part to play in this year. I approached him about 18 months ago, and I said, you know what I'd really like to see? And I kind of talked to him a couple times, and, and then about six months later, he surprised me, and we had CAD work coming already. Really? So it's been one of those kind of things that he makes things happen. Let's just put it that right there. I, I see. And um, yes, he's a he's a not in my actual retail store. My retail store is complete, but he, he sh- shares a part with the actual uh, online and in Europe, right there, because, okay. because he has such wide reach and, and help and all that. Right, right. Super appreciate the. Uh, so the this market. kit is going to be available through DOSWorks, and when 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 DOSWorks could... is the actual maker of this. Yeah. Tacom did the molds for us. Okay. Uh, it's it's going to be nation worldwide. It's absolutely uh, we. He let me introduce it here in the United States first. So my video preview video came out nine o'clock this morning. Okay, it yeah. Went live uh, immediately in Europe. His his model balcony company shared that video. They they are of course going to be selling it as well, and yep. then it goes out to all the other retailers and things like that. But, God, uh, that's exciting. It so, is. It's 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 kind of a kid um, dream come true. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. This is what I've wanted to see forever, and I'm staring at one right now. So. Well, for our listeners, I'm going to tell you. you <laughs> this piece of equipment we're looking at is just, it's simply stunning. And we're, we're, we're going to put pictures on our Facebook page. Okay, uh, I think that uh, Frodo's over here getting a little bit of video that we can put up there uh, to show it. Uh, it's its really, really impressive. The detail work is just uncanny. Yeah. And I'm not amazing. an armor modeler, but I'm looking I'm sitting here looking at the, the weld seams on oh, this thing. And are yeah, just incredible. Just, and keep in mind, too, this is only the test shot. Yeah. This test shot uh, came out. It came as a box of sprues to me. No instructions. Uh, they weren't ready yet. But, hey, nationals happened. Get it done. So I worked a lot and got it done in a couple of days. 
I probably messed up a few things because I have a pretty, show. I have a pretty good working knowledge of how this vehicle goes together, but uh, there was a few pieces left in the box that uh, didn't get on there. But I will be doing a complete once we actually get the final, you know, everything on it, which should be in about a month or so. I will do a complete thing and show how every everyone goes together. Because when I built it, I didn't have time to to video it. It was like right. gotcha. They would have taken, especially when I'm fumbling for three hours trying to figure out how the parts line up. I'm like, I'm looking at reference photos and I'm going back and forth and I'm like, oh, I figured this out. Okay. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be good YouTubing right there. <laughs> so now, do you have an expected release date for it? Yes, or? we do. Uh, it is going into production the beginning of September because they did the final little changes. There's going to be things like where they put the name on the rubber on the tires, things like that, uh, September. And we hope to have it to the public late November, early December. Oh, cool. Right in time for Christmas. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about aftermarket. What are the aftermarket plans for? Is there any, anything for Oh, oh there's a ton. Of, there's is a there ton, really? There's a ton of stuff already. We've uh, looked for, you know, stowage, figures. I'm sure uh, Harold's going to get approached by a million different companies wanting, hey, can we get a test shot of that so we can make this mm-hmm. for it and this for it? So, and the way it's been designed, it has all the hat. Now, these have all been mostly glued down for the sure for the show right but all of these hatches work uh you can pull it off this piece right here to show the interior oh wow yeah yeah and that was one of the things that we approached him with and saying that's what we want to do i want to make it with some interior that when you open the hatches you're going to see what you're supposed to see inside gotcha yeah and and the reason that is is because it's made it we were able to offer this kit at $99. Oh, wow. wow. So, yes. Yeah, it's not some three dollars $400 kit that's unattainable for most people. No, no. It's for $100, $99.99 is the thing. For $100, this is very obtainable, lots of detail. And for the guy who wants to add the engine, I'm sure somebody down the road will build an engine drop-in or something. Yeah, like there you go, aftermarket yeah, folks. Exactly. Oh, Get this, after it. the Periscope here. Yes. Man, it's just... Uh... Yeah, the, that interior detail... Pretty incredible. And we have two of them here at the show uh, that with the hatches open. And if I'll put this right back if for the YouTube or for the Facebook guys. So if you look inside when this is open, what you're going to see is from my angle, you'll see this part of the gun breach. From your angle, from you guys right here, you'd see these radios in here. Yeah. The, the part where the driver and the radio men are and stuff, you're not going to see that. Right. So why spend all the extra time and effort? For a, for a couple people who want it, when aftermarket can take care of stuff like that, but now we've opened this up to the masses. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it looks great. Yeah. I honestly, like I said, I pushed for this kit for a long time, and I'm like, I have to admit, I was nervous this morning. ago. if this thing doesn't go the way I think it is, Harold's never going <laughs> to never listen to me ever. Yeah, oh, but, I, I don't know. So, I'm thinking you got a yeah, home think, run here. For yeah, sure. I think you guys so. got a good seller on your hands right I here do, for sure. Do. It's anyone who looked at it, who's seen it over the last you know. And couple. I'm I have, normally not an armor builder, but now this has kind of piqued my interest. I I was actually hanging out over there, about and and kind of dropping an ear over to what was going on uh, in the. The excitement was in the air. I mean, there was all guys. Oh, yeah. When can I get it? When can I get it? When can I get exactly. it? Exactly. Uh, it, and, and it's up, up for pre-order, pre-order right, right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, even though I said it to him like a bunch of times, there's people. When is it available? It's like now you can get on it because you. It's got a metal barrel, a photo etch, all of that thing is included inside of it. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's just a license to go nuts with exactly. weathering and detailing and everything else. It's just and a, maybe hopefully the camera is going to show it. But in person, one thing I've always noticed is when you do really small scale stuff and really large scale stuff 
it becomes toyish. Yeah. 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 We had and, that discussion earlier. It's, it, I agree 100%. And I think he, the company, Tacom, like I said, did all the molds for us. Tacom hit it out of the park for them. It's, once we get this painted and camouflaged and get some figures on it and some stowage on it, dirty it up, I think if you shot it with a black and white film, you'd swear that it was yeah. Uh, yeah. a World some, War Yeah, I could see that. Throw some camo netting over oh, it yeah, and, you know, absolutely. just wrap the barrel oh it just looked yeah. right oh 100 so very very excited about that and i love the stowage uh things along the, the brackets side. and yeah. the yes. bolts yeah they're and, all and just the wing nuts on the back here where they oh wow look at the, that uh, the, for the antennas and Jeez. Yeah, it's just beautiful beautiful so work. now are the tracks individual link tracks or yes and the tracks that's another thing we were able to make this oh wow yeah the tracks have the sag they work. The suspension are, is real torsion bar suspension. Oh, that's it's cool. It's actually bolted on the other side of the tank like the real one would be. And I'm going to try to flip this over without breaking it. This is something that you don't see in 35th scale, but there's a guide for each one of the, the suspension arms that rides on that the real tank has, but in 35th scale, it's never been duplicated like that because it's for what reason. You know, yeah, it's yeah. molded as a solid piece, but you can see it rides up and down on it. So it keeps the wheels true like the real tank would be. So uh -huh. They're all going to line up. It's, it's, it's made it very easy to go together. And then having the, the individual tracks like that, the way it's been designed too, there's pushpin marks on the bottom of both pieces. So when you put them together to make the track, pushpins are all gone. Oh, nice. yeah. Minimal cleanup on just when it comes off for the edge, but that takes like a second. That's smart. Hiding all the ejector, uh, exactly. ejector pins. Ejector pins. Yeah, that's hard for me to say, too, especially <laughs> uh, after those long yeah. days I've had. Uh, 92 oh, tracks get... on each side, and it took me an hour to put one side together. So okay, nothing difficult at all. And, and I'm the medi the king of the mediocre modelers. So. <laughs> I love the gun detail. It's just, it's just it's beautiful, man. And the I wish I have the second one over there. This one has been glued in, but they also have there's a minor little detail that you might be able to see. If you see on the back of the shield here, there's a little tiny, tiny hook. And when you open up this piece here, which we have on the other model, there's a flap inside there that's got a hole that when you flop it over, it, it grabs the shield. Oh, I and see it that really there, yeah. does it. Yeah. And then you can move the gun up to the top brace here, which has for the anti-aircraft mount. That ah, you can mount and okay. they can shoot up on it on gotcha. the 34 So. Yeah, so they thought of everything when they wow. built it. It's already got the tools. Yes, uh, there, there's more tools that are going to be on this. Uh, honestly, we didn't have all of the, the parts on that. And this all will the have tow, tow metal tow cables yep. will be included with, uh, what do you call it, uh, slide molded ends on it. That's, I have those. I just left them back at the uh, thing so I don't lose them. <laughs> so, yeah, don't blame you there. Yep. But well, no, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm still a little giddy. I have to admit, I'm, I, to know that I had a, a, a tiny, and, and I'm using my fingers really close together, a very tiny amount of having this produced, it, I'm very proud of that fact. I'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, I would I, be too, man. I'm super excited about it. I mean, it looks the, really the good. Details, the, 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 it's all crisp. It's, uh, yeah, folks, we're, we're, you know, for the listener, we'll put these pictures up there. and you take a look at them. And, and, and remembering, this is the test shot, number one test shot. Yeah. And it fit this tight on the first test shot. We usually... I've had many test shots over the years from different companies, and they're good. They're all good, but they don't usually fit as tight as... Just what, not quite ready for prime time. Yeah, you know. and, and that's why they, they call it a test shot. They send it to us and say, hey, what do we need to fix on this? And Yeah. And there was only a couple minor things that we found that are being repaired and... Not repaired, uh, changed and sent out that way. So, so let, let me ask you this. I know that this is uh, first out, and you guys are excited about it, but... 
could this lead to something possibly in the future or in the same uh, well same scale maybe uh, just a maybe well and what I'll say to this is um, anyone who knows what a storm Geschütz is the from the fenders down is another vehicle is that right it is yes so okay. I will I don't honestly don't know if that's going to happen but 45% of another vehicle is already made. So it's pre-planning. Yeah. That's I mean that's and that's just smart. Right. That's just smart. So So we'll see. Well, it, it, I've gotten a couple of preliminary things on sales already for it and it's gone through the roof. So yeah, it's uh this is definitely going to sell out because of the price. That's what's 99 euros and uh, 100 euros, $100 mm-hmm. everyone on it there. Yeah, people are going crazy for it. Okay. Cool, man. So Away from this, it's one sure. more real quick question while we got your ear. Uh, we know YouTube channel's doing great. Yes, thank you. I mean, uh, that goes without saying. I'm, how many subscribers you at now? Uh, 202,000, I oh believe it is. Yeah, so. It's just going nuts. Uh, the store's expanded. I, I remember going to the store. I think I've been there twice. Yes, uh, I'm meeting be- you multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Before, before the expansion. Right. Uh, I hope to get down there again sometime Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Uh, any any plans for uh, the store? Or are you pretty much where you're at? Or are you- uh, for right now, I'm where I, I want to be. We're concentrating on online America, online Europe, and um, I I play a role in running that. Um, so, yeah, there, I, I have a full plate right now. Between yeah. you, well, YouTube's a full-time job in itself. Oh, I, it can I, yeah, be. Yeah. And anyone who thinks that, oh, you just take 10 minutes a week. You, no. Uh, our friend Luca. Yep. Luca knows that he's it, it eats up your a lot of your life if you're, uh, you know, it's just it is. But I love it. I love I love doing what I do. I work six days a week, but it doesn't feel like it. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Lu- Today Luca's- I'm feeling it. My feet are uh, <laughs> my feet are killing me right now. But uh, yeah, Luca, Luca and I talk about uh, stuff quite we talk quite often, and you know, this podcasting is is almost a full time job. You know, I had the Grumpy Old Scale Modeler YouTube channel, and since we kicked this off, there's been pretty much nothing because right. this is full and we're looking at some some way maybe down the road of combining sure. those two but uh it is it's a full-time job so i get it and uh, my my hobby store i'm it i normally don't right. have people in there so i'm there six days a week that's where i do the youtube videos that's where i do that i every morning i go to the warehouse i spend a couple hours down there uh monday morning we have a full full container from europe coming in so lots and lots of stuff we've but I'll be there sweating my butt off to Phoenix, <laughs> yeah. unloading that container for the first couple hours of the day because I'm hands-on. I do, you know, I'm doing what I need to do to get this going and, and to bring these things to it. And and a quick thing, if I may deviate yeah. from that, is talk about the YouTube channel. And I've had comments on, oh, he's, I get a lot of comments that say, oh, he's just okay. He's not a great model. And I'm like... They're missing the whole point. Yeah. My Facebook channel is the Mediocre Modelers. Yep. And I'm king of the Mediocre Modelers. And that's what, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to show, because I know who my customers who walk in the store. Right. I absolutely know who my customers are. And we are, not everybody can devote the time and the, you know, the, and the money sometimes too, right. to oh, do yeah. it all that way. And this is a fun hobby that I started when I was six, five or six years old in the in the early seventies. So I'm fifty one. So I'll, I'll just come right out and say it. Don't have to no math on it. And that's that's how we expand this hobby. I've shaken um, five hundred hands in the last two days. Yeah. Of guys that say thank you. You've inspired me. There are some great modelers in this world. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes that scares people. If you're, yeah, it does. Sure, yeah, if you're I can see that. If, 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 Oh, I just bought this kit, and then I look at a, you know, 
Darren, his his phantom is beautiful. And it's oh, thanks. Absolutely, it's stunning. And if someone doesn't have someone like me, they're going. If I can't be Darren, I don't want to do this. Yeah, See, and, and I, we don't want that either. Absolutely, and, and and I know you don't. I know you personally, and it's it's wonderful. And I aspire to be like that. I want to be an airplane model like you. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I don't do airplanes because canopy scare me. I do them occasionally, yeah, you know, yeah. with stuff, but. Uh, no, that's now, what canopy it is. scare me too. Okay, You're good. Not alone. So, <laughs> well, we agreement on we, that. We have a whole we have a whole, whole uh, segment on clear pots. Yeah, we <laughs> sure do. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's. I just wanted to say that that for anyone listening, you know, have fun. That's right. You're your own worst critic most of the time, yep. and if someone is going to bash your stuff, like that, who cares? You know, it's like. Well, it yeah. all comes down to you know who do you build for? That's I right. build for myself Me first, too. and if it passes frill dose test, then I'm happy. I don't care what anybody else really Absolutely. says. Absolutely. As yep. long as I can sit back from and say. Yes, that's what like like my tracker. It took me three years to build my tracker because I had I wasn't you know I didn't care what anybody else thinks. No, we have to take shots. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I would I wanted to come out a certain way, and it came out the way I wanted it, and and I'm happy. Right. You know, hey, it's how I want to look. I'm good. And and that's very true because there's people that put a lot of weathering in. Some people want it factory showroom. Wow. You know. Hey, are you happy with it? That's great. I'm, well, I'm yeah. thrilled. Did you have fun building it? Absolutely. You know? This we, is a, supposed to be a fun hunt. Yep. If you're not having fun, why are you doing this? Exactly. We have, <laughs> folks, so. we have folks in our local club that are just like for both both ends of the spectrum. Right. You know, and yeah. but we're all together. And, you know, I learned stuff from the factory showroom guys. And Absolutely. They learned stuff from the weather guys. And I like to find something in the middle. Uh, right. You know, our, it's, our, it's all about learning. It's all about sharing uh, the knowledge and not about, you know, no, that sucks. Well, Take it out of here. The, exactly. the on the bench guys re- recently did an episode. They did focused on just that. It's okay to be an average model. Yeah, absolutely. What, you know, and yeah. I were I, that whole mediocre modeler thing. It came about. I, I got criticized on YouTube. Yeah, and a guy goes, "Oh, he's mediocre at best." <laughs> I started laughing. I'm not. I don't care. I'm, yeah. And I'm sitting with five of my friends in the front of my store about five years ago, and I'm laughing. Oh, I'm the king of, the, and they're all we're all mediocre too. And as a joke, I made shirts for the five of us. And now... Been selling like crazy. These shirts are everywhere. And the best best compliment I ever got was about two years ago. A gentleman in Australia was walking down the street with one of my shirts on. And another guy approached him and he goes, Oh my God, I watch Andy's videos too. I'm a mediocre modeler too. These guys became model friends. Yeah. They never knew each other from a hole in the wall. But they met on an Australian street... I don't know, what is it, 12,000 miles from from my store? And now they're friends and they're modeling and they're having fun. And then, like, those kind of stories, (laughs) you can't write stories like that. That's that's really the premise behind our our podcast is is to promote the hobby, to take it out to folks that don't have that social circle that they don't have. And we had the same compliment earlier. Uh, We had a gentleman stop by and said, you know, I have a friend, uh, he's in the New York City area, and there are no. There, there are no clubs. Right. And this is his club. And, uh, you know, and if you are listening to New York City, if there's more than one of you, which I know there are, there could be a club. And that's what we're always saying. Right. Reach out. Find a club. If you don't have one, start a club. Find right. people that are interested and go. Because uh, this can be sometimes a solitary hobby for a lot of absolutely. guys. And it is. Yeah. And if you don't reach, I mean, how many... You're, you show this to your wife, and she goes, oh, that's really nice. And then there's not another word about yeah. it. She's not like, oh, tell me about, tell yeah. me about yeah. how you built all that. That's not <laughs> happening. Yeah. And if it does, it's rare. I mean, right. my wife is in the modeling business in a way, but 
she's not going to model. This yeah. is not going to happen. I tried. I tried. I have a, 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 couple, a kit that we were doing a buddy build on, and that was like three years ago. It's still sitting on the shelf. She, I come yeah. back down. She just goes up to her quilting machine and goes up there. Uh, mine, up. too. She does, she's got her own hobbies right yeah. there. So yeah. it's, uh, it's very true on that. But that's, that's one thing I wanted to get about, and I think that's why the channel's taken off the way it has is because we're trying to make it an approachable hobby. We're not trying to say, if you don't do it 100%, get out of here. You know, it's well, like, yeah. You know, it's funny because Tamia sent us that uh, McLaren yep. to, to build. Yep, yep. And I thought it was pretty cool. So I've never built a car day in my life. And I happened to watch your video on when you built your McLaren. Right. And I was like, okay. So it's kind of neat to see someone. Mess it up. Uh, well, not really mess it up, but just <laughs> catch out. from you know, Hey, watch right. out for this. You know, make sure you pay exactly, attention to right. this. Exactly. Try because I would not have known. I'm, I'm not a car builder. You know, I, I don't know, like finishes. See, you know? so, but that's a great point, though. You're a multi-time Nationals Award winner in aviation, but you're mediocre when it comes to cars. Everybody's mediocre. Yeah, well, I'm a mediocre you model overall. This is kinda... I got the uh, T34 from Tammy about the same time you were doing the video, right. the 48 scale one out here, the 80, Tash 85. Again, first armor kit I've ever built, and... Darren mentioned your, oh, check out Andy's hobby headquarters video. He's he's doing one on, okay. So I sat right. there and I was like, because I'm fiddle effing, fiddle effing around with the right. uh, tracks because I've no experience with them. And I saw how you did it and I was like, ah, okay, cool. That's how I'll do it. So it boom, worked out, yeah. didn't it? Worked out. <laughs> and that's what it's trying to show. And it's someone, either first time modeler, you know, been doing it a while or taking 20 year hiatus. Hey, there's other ways to skin a cat, obviously. Yeah. But I'm showing you. I looked at it and I go, okay, this is the way I came up with right there. And if it helps, that's the biggest thing. I've had so many people who show me pictures of their stuff and are so happy. One gentleman came up to the uh, the booth a little while ago and said, um, I followed your directions step by step by step, and I won first place in my local mob club. Wow. And he was like, it was my first armor kit. I did it that way, and I'm. His face was was beaming from you know ear to mm-hmm. ear and that makes me feel good i'm like sure that's great this guy this guy's happy isn't, it's, isn't that what we're supposed to be it, yeah it's humbling, give each other a pat on the back not it's, it's uh, humbling <laughs> it's humbling isn't it i i am uh, it's, i'm still taken it's back that surreal. 200,000 plus people want <laughs> to, yeah. to hear what i have to say so yeah. no i'm a i'm a subscriber to your channel so we, we had the conversation <laughs> about that very same thing with the podcast just the, just yesterday it's it's extremely humbling Absolutely. to have people come by and say thanks and you know, uh, want to say just hello right. and appreciate what you've done. Uh, it's, it, it is. And, you know, I, along the line, that's what Grumpy was set up to be like, too. You know, beginners, I need you need to have people with experience in there to, to Absolutely, help. Yeah. You just don't need experience in there with all the BS, man. Come right. on, let's, let's help them out. Let's right. not push them out. Yeah, the mo- and not politics, model politics, right. we'll call it. Yeah, the model right. politics that sometimes come with things, and it's like, yeah. I, once again, I'll fall back on that. I know the people that walk in my store, and the majority of them are building for fun. They're they're starting in their 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever age it is. They have some time, some money, and they want to spend two hours on Saturday night. Yeah, they want they want to walk away. They don't want to think about their job. They don't want to think about you know this is wrong, this is wrong. I want to I want to plow into this kit right here, and I'm thinking nothing about anything else. But I, uh, tell me if I'm true in that. I imagine different scenarios in my head, like I was when a kid. Oh, put this in a diorama with a building falling off. I'm never going to build it, but uh, that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every kit that but I the save visualizing. Aside is, I come up with a plan. Yeah. And even if I don't get to it, that's part of the hobby. You're having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you know how many different ways I want to paint this right now? <laughs> and I'm probably going to build a couple of them because there's a, 
multiple variations. Uh, we're going to we'll be working to get the rear stowage because this tank looks so good with rear stowage. Maybe have someone do a figure for me and just yeah. yeah. I'm so excited about things like that. That's what get that's what gets me uh, my heart pumping, so to speak. Yeah, that's cool. Great looking kit. Thank Fantastic. You so much. Yeah, it is sharp looking. Like I said, it's kind of got my it's piqued my interest. The kit fit phenomenally, even for the test shot. So the the, the real one is actually going to be a little bit better. But uh, yeah, very very nice. Uh, very happy with this. All right. Well, Andy, I'm not going to hold you. I know that I appreciate. Uh, they're probably all uh, freaking out over there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was gone. actually working this week too. You've I thought I was just going to shake hands. Well, and you've been able to have a, a few minutes to sit down. And Absolutely, you, it must feel great. And that's when I, I ran back. To, I said, I just finished my seminar. I want. I told these guys I'd give them a little bit of my time, and they said, "Yeah, go ahead. There's do it, but get back." <laughs> well, I, I would like to get with you sometime here in the in the future and, and discuss your uh, car collection and uh, the the plans for that. Uh, so maybe yeah, the we museum, can, uh, the museum thing, and I've, I've been overwhelmed with the number of people that have uh, sent kits out of the blue. Yeah, that you know, he goes, "I don't need all these things. I want someone else to see it," and that's the thing. The, the collection of kits was was monstrous, and that. There's kids I've never I, seen. I, I've been doing I, it for I, 25 years and never seen one walk I, through the door. I followed that little series and I was blown away. And so I'm not was, even a car modeler. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, so maybe we could do uh, in here uh, after Nats has settled down a little bit, we can do a, a remote Zoom and, and get sure. you back on the show and, and talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm very and, uh, good with Zoom. I do Zoom all the time. Yeah, with I mean, people, so, so absolutely. So do we do. So. Again, I, I appreciate your time. Hey, it's uh, been a pleasure being with all of you guys. Yeah. I appreciate I apologize. I've been wanting to get with you guys earlier, um, but I have some time now, and I'm, it's been great. Good, good. I'm glad to join. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Let's get started. Let's get started. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, Andy, for sitting down, taking the time to talk to us at the Nats. We really appreciate it. He was a busy man out there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Say it's his first time, like, like, selling at a show too like a one-armed paper hanger <laughs> yeah yeah he was <laughs> i've never heard it put quite that way but yeah uh yeah he My was man used to say that one all the time i don't know what the hell when people used to put wallpaper on their walls i suppose yeah. right oh, okay well, he was he was running around like a madman for sure <laughs> one like a man in asking contest. yeah there you go there you go yeah so i mean i that said I, i'm really appreciate them him taking the time to sit down and 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 you know shoot shit with us it was, yeah, yeah it was, it was great it's cool thanks everybody for another great episode you know i'd like to thank all of our sponsors out there and fellow model geeks yeah uh, I, and just let me finish up too i want to say that i hope everybody had a ha- happy thanksgiving and uh yeah take some time visit with family yeah, so. i know the you know way world's been in the last couple of years a lot of people haven't had a whole lot of time and uh you know, hope you can join us for our next podcast. But for now, be excellent to each other and get out there and build something. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys. Thanks a lot. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>